is it that you know you? How is it that you know you? You can't have an experience of you, can you? You're not, you can because you're something other than you. But how do you know you? Do you experience it or is it a memory, really? Well, I tell myself to get up and then the real me wants to sleep. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I don't know. So the thing, for me, when I watch it, what happens is there's already, see, what you are never gets up. It doesn't wake up. It's already awake, yeah? But when the mind in, in self-centeredness coagulates, yeah, or re, reforms, it's memory now first. It's not an experience. It's memory. You know that you're in a room, yeah? But you haven't seen the room yet. You haven't touched it. You haven't tasted it. You haven't heard it. But you know that you're in your, your room. And then you know that you're in Tam Valley and Mill Valley and so on and so forth. But you're not having any experience of it. It's just memory. Yeah? It's just the conditioning kicks in and it frames you immediately. And what occurs is there's a frame going on, self-centeredness. You may not feel it like this, but you'll feel it more like this. It's more like a tunnel vision. And there's an awareness or consciousness, but the consciousness, in a sense, is framed by this mental uh, uh, like lens. Yeah. So the, the awareness has got the, got the sense of being incredibly infinite and you know, totally expansive, but it runs in a way, it's not a thing, so it can't run into the walls, but it feels as if it's contained or confined by the self-centeredness, which is all memory. Yeah? It's a knowing prior to finding out now. You don't find out about you ever anymore. You just know about you. Yeah? That's why things have such a feeling of the same old, same old, because they really are the same old, same old. And even like in recovery, they talk about resentment, which is, uh, a, 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 you know, what it means is to re means to do again, yeah? And sentere, the root of that is to feel. So what a resentment is, is a re-feeling of something, yes? But what happens actually is everything is a re-feeling, yeah? Not just a re-feeling of an anger that once was that you felt maybe justified in having, but every feelings are re-feeling. Everything is being re-felt. Everything is being re-thought. Everything has been reinterpreted. Yeah? It's really just... Um, it's almost even before you get started, it's already set up. Yeah? It's already framed. And then the feeling of the frame is that it's you. Yeah. The feeling of the frame of, being, of selfing is that there is a you. It's not something that you come up with originally. It's planted in a way. It's, a, it's sort of a conditional uh, prior chip in a way, yeah? That you have a feeling that there's a you. Yes? And then all of the narrative in the head is always about you as a doer and you as a haver and you as a body, really. The system of thought and interpretation called self-centeredness pictures you and me as a body. That's what it does. When it thinks about us, it thinks about us as a body. And all the ideas 
and all the re-feelings and the re-this and the re-that that it gives unto the body, yes, that's, its, that's what comprises all of its knowledge of us, is that. It's of a body. Yeah? And then everything in life is cast as if it's something the body's doing. Like even spirituality is, becomes a spiritual journey. What goes on a journey but a body? Spirit doesn't go on a journey. Spirit is everywhere. Where is it going to journey to? <laughs> you know? But the body seems like it's a certain somewhere. And then it can feel like if I do take steps and do this, I'll arrive somewhere else. Yeah? But why does it, it only feels real to you? Because you've already been priorly conditioned. <laughs> That's what produces the sense of it feeling real. It's not producing the sense of feeling real. You're giving it the meaning of it that it's real. It's not doing anything. That's a body activity. Right. And then you get, and the feeling of it is that you got up and took a piss. Right. Don't you see that? Absolutely. Yeah. I don't know how to not feel that. It's not a matter of not feeling it. It's a matter of realizing it's not you that's feeling it. That's all. It's not about changing anything. That's the beauty of this message. It has no opinion about a damn thing. It doesn't want to change you. It doesn't want to do anything. It just wants to entertain the idea maybe that you that thinks it's the one that's taking the piss, isn't what's taking the piss. Maybe the body is taking a piss. Yeah? <laughs> Maybe you are <laughs> the mental interpretation of body taking a piss is that it's you taking a piss. Why is it that it's a you taking a piss? Because the system is identified as a body. Yes? So when it sees a body do something, it every how it holds it conceptually as I'm doing it, yes? And if there's something that happens to the body that you didn't do, it's someone else did it to you. Yeah? Don't you see? That scene, we, ca- we travel like that very, very, quote-unquote, naturally, but it's contrived, and it's reinforced by the language. Yeah? The language is objects are using a subjective language. That's what's happening. Objects are thinking they're the one that's taking a piss. When if you really looked at, but if I looked at, let's say, I hate to know, I don't want to use that as an example. I was just saying, if I look at Chuck taking a piss, but I'd rather pass on that. Let's just say, you see someone taking a piss, yes? Now, if you had a sense of just seeing, it would just be, quote unquote, a body pissing. Yeah? But, the interpretation of that seeing is, there's, oh, there's Deb pissing. Yeah? You see, it's just amazing. And everyone is trying to climb mountains when the mountain is imaginary and it's made up by these minute molehills every moment. Yes? The, the trance isn't, the culmination of the trance is Mount Everest in a way, but the reinforcement of it and the bonding agent isn't a Mount Everest. It's, it's the unexamined, trance-inducing, activity of the mental process, yes? It's just yapping and informing us conceptually about everything. And everything is presented to a one thing, yeah? And that one thing isn't what I would call the no thing. It's a something. It's a body, yeah? And then in this being the one thing, which I would actually say is the no thing, 
When this becomes the one thing, what's forgotten is nothingness. And what occurs is it has to happen this way. Liking it or not, because there's no you in there to change it, the system goes, all right, I'm the subject, now everything is an object to me. It doesn't say that, but that's his position, yes? <laughs> yeah, there it is. She's, she's, she's giving me a Zen bitch slap. Haha, <laughs> <laughs> but I'll duel you, yes. Yes, come on. <laughs> yes, you see, that is just, that's like an unbridled seeing, yeah? It has a different feeling when a little kid looks at you than when an adult looks at you, in most cases. It does. It just has a different sense. There's a sense of presence there. Not the presence of, I forgot her name. Penny Rose. Penny Rose, but presence. Yeah, it's different. When I take you as the presence of Carol, then the, the presence is absent to me. That simple vision of you as being Carol is present here, the presence is basically absent to me. I'm taking what is empty as solid and what is solid as empty. Yeah? I'm missing something in a way. It's just what happens. It's a perceptual little thing going on here. There is, it's like I really get into this clone thing. I really do. I got, saw this movie about clones, yeah? Well, it wasn't about a clone. The first 45 minutes of the movie is about this guy that's on the moon harvesting this crop that's the new energy source for the world. And he's on a three-year contract, and he's by himself with a big, like, sort of one of those living computer-type things. And he's got to go outside sometimes. And he's, on, and he's got a wife on Earth and a kid that she's just had or whatever. And he's got this whole life, and he has pictures all around his little thing, and she, they, she, he gets like uh, filmed videos of her talk, and then they talk, and this and that. And then it, it comes on halfway through the movie, the clone, the, the person finds it out it's a clone. But it doesn't, need, it doesn't take away any, the sense, the, doesn't take away the sense of being authentically married to that person, and it was like the memories are so real to it, yeah? And yet, if something happens to its awareness, it's breaking out of that, yeah? Because it found another clone showed up, the same person. And then they realized they had tons of them downstairs, and they saw the video of all the prior employees, and it's all him. In other words, he's been there every time, and it's always disguised, the beginning of it is that he gets into a crash, and that's actually the clone waking up. Yeah? And the story of what is waking up, hmm? Moon, moon, yeah. And uh, that, in a way, that's sort of what it's like, in a way. This is almost like a clone, yes? But what's occurring is the clone is not all that it seems to be. That's just the mental process. What that clone is, is truly space, yeah? Let's say awareness, yeah? So it was, if you were only the clone, it would be such a bummer if you realized you weren't the real Barney Ross, yeah? And you're just a clone. But in a sense, and movies always make it like that, oh, losing your being the subject is terrible. When you lose your individuality, it's the worst thing that can ever happen to you. You'll all be like the Bork in Star Trek or something. But in a sense, in, in, in another way, that's hallelujah. 
when you realize this, this thing that's presenting itself to be Paul is very clone-like, and yet I'm not that, and it's not like, oh, but it's woo because what I am, they can't capture in the movies, is that awareness, yes? That awareness. Yeah. So in a way, it is about dying to the self, or it's in self-forgetting, which would be like the clone having to go through the sense that it's a clone, which would seem to kill it, but what it kills isn't, the, isn't what it truly is. It only kills that phony or the artificial sense of being what they were. Yeah? And the memories and all the other symbols that we make to make it seem like a great life is pales into comparison to the freedom of awareness. Yeah. Yeah. So when you wake up in the morning, let's say try tomorrow, see how it feels. Like you'll, you'll know you before you even see you. And you'll know the room before you even see the room. And you'll know that you live in Oakland. And you'll know it's all freaking memory. And immediately it, it frames mind in self-centeredness where all that's happening is it can't erase consciousness, but what it does, it claims it. And it keeps it locked into this mental frame of self-centeredness so that you believe you're conscious. You actually believe you're seeing and feeling, and hearing, and tasting, and touching. And in fact, all there is is seeing, hearing, feeling, tasting, and touching. And in fact, right now, everyone here is seeing. Yeah? If we, I asked her, she wouldn't know what to say. But the seeing is self-evident. If I asked myself for you, you would say, I'm seeing. Yes, wouldn't you? If I said, hey, who's seeing? Because all there is is one activity right now, seeing. Yeah? There's also others. There's feeling. Seeing doesn't mean just visual. I mean... Seeing is onness, yeah? But there's an act of seeing, visual seeing now, yes? So every one of us is basically having the same event. And if I ask who's seeing, you say I'm seeing, yeah? And now, and then if you, then if you ask yourself, who is this I, you'd probably say me. Yeah, wouldn't you? Yeah, yeah. That, well, you get to it sooner or later. So what happens is, there is the demonstration of consciousness. I am seeing, that's true. I or something want to call it nothing, whatever, but let's just call it I, I am seeing. But the mental interpretation when asked, as, and it's representing you, it will go me. And what is me? Just another you that's identified. So, I'm seeing you, which is a body. Yeah? The same experience is happening there. The I there is seeing you, which is this body. So, in fact, Everyone is the I, and then to the I, every one of us is a you. Yeah? I'm a you to your seeing, and you're a you to this seeing. And, but the thing is, okay, so this I, all there is is I seeing objects that we call you, but this object, and this object thinks it's me <laughs> that's seeing. There's the rub. Yeah? As soon as it claims the seeing, and it makes it me. Me isn't what you think. Me is an idea. An idea rooted in body identification. An idea. An idea. A concept. A me made up by the mental process. Taking an object, becoming identified with it, and calling it me, and making it seem like it's different than that object. Yet it isn't at all. It's an object. Yes? Yeah. Object, 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 object. Yet seeing, 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 seeing. Same seeing, 
seemingly different objects. Each object, the mental process in that object, claims the seeing and makes it I'm seeing, yes, which makes it called self-centeredness. And now seeing becomes a form of looking called self-centeredness that you seem to be saddled with. Yeah? If, there, if there's a feeling that it's you being saddled with it, that's selfish. The feeling of it's you being saddled with this form of looking is what selfing is. Yeah? There's, the, there's a sense of saddledness, but it implies there's a you that's saddled. That's selfing. That's the little spice or ingredient it puts in every interpretation. The interpretation has something to do with you. Yeah? It's very difficult for mind to just recognize a verb and leave it alone. It always wants to put a noun in it. I'm, I did it, you did it, if I can't make it, you and me did it, God did it, somehow there's got to be a noun. It could be the divine noun or the, you know, Fred noun or whatever, but someone did it. But life is just verbing. Don't you feel like that? There's just verbing. This whole activity we call a body, but there's millions of things verbing. There's millions of movements. Energy is just manifesting. Have you ever walked in a little, like a, a road in the country? Manifestation galore. How millions of things are manifesting. It's just like energy manifesting, coming into appearance, only to disappear. Yes? But never leaving the context of the space that's providing the oomph of all manifestation. Yeah? The thing that sees is not a manifestation. It's unmanifested. Yes? The seeing is unmanifested. It sees manifestation, but in itself it's unmanifested. It's not dictated by time or space. It's not located anywhere other than everywhere, and it's never not located now. And now is at all times. It had never a beginning, nor never an end. You can't recognize it because it's always been so. You need time to see something. There's no time to see this. And it's not appearing. But consciousness, the mind, can reflect consciousness, the movement of consciousness, which is called conscious contact. And in that reflection, it intimates its own real nature. Yeah. Because consciousness, or the, the, the clear ability to reflect an aspect of it, is manifestation. It has to have something to reflect, so it's manifesting things to reflect. Yeah. Its nature is to reflect, but if nothing shows up, there'll be no reflection, there's no life, so it manifests. You want to call it itself, or it's no self, and then it sees itself. Hearing, feeling, tasting, touching. Yeah. And many other ways. Other animals are doing it thousands of ways. So consciousness is just doing the best it possibly can to know itself by knowing itself as other. It can't know itself, but it can know itself as other here. Yeah. <laughs> Yet everything that it can know has to come and go. What it truly is can never be known. Yeah. That's the real knowledge. The real knowledge is unknowing. The real knowledge, the real security is insecurity. The highest form of mind, like they say in Zen, is I don't know mind. Because if you're in the state of I don't know, what happens is you find out, just like this baby does. 
It's constantly in the state of finding out because it doesn't know anything. Hallelujah. Yeah. There's an immediacy to it. It's not trying to be immediate, is it? Not trying to be spontaneous. It probably has no idea that there's anyone there as other. Yeah? It's just going off. The brain is developing, like they say, the brain of a human doesn't develop completely in the womb. It takes a while when it's outside the womb. It's one of the only mammals that does, that does it. it. Its brain is so big, it has to take more time than nine months. It's got to take a long time. So you see it, you know, as it's moving around, the wiring isn't completed yet. And then sooner or later, self, the mental process will produce the sense of a self. And then the sense of the self will become identified with, and then the story of her as a person will continue. Yet even that story has a huge gap from birth to about two years old. Don't you? you know, most people don't have memories before one and a half or two because there wasn't selfing yet. Selfing had a strong, the selfing and memory are basically synonymous. You don't know yourself, you have a memory of yourself. You're not, you can't know yourself, there's nothing to be known. <laughs> the realization, if you truly knew yourself, you'd realize there's nothing to know. But the memory is what we run into, yeah? I feel like I'm Paul. I, don't you feel like a historical figure? Don't you feel like when something happens, that it happened to you, and there's been many things that have happened to you? You don't believe that the mind can make that feeling up? You actually believe that's an authentic interpretation of what's happening here? The mind can make you feel... When the mind re re-engages, it, it's like this in a way. There's whatever, verbing going on. Then there's some mental bait drops in. Oh, I'm a real loser or something, yeah? Then the mind reflects that and there's like a draw to it because it believes it, let's say. And when it takes the bait, what happens? It becomes a fish right at that moment. And when it becomes the fish, there's a feeling of being a historical fish. Yeah? It's just like in blackouts and in drinking and using. I went into a lot of blackouts. So I was interested to try to see what it was. And this guy could be totally off, but I sort of like this tape. When I actually the Paul that represented me in blackouts was more successful than the Paul that was representing most of the other time. I didn't get hit by cars in blackouts, I didn't get arrested when I was in blackouts. I went out with really nice women sleeping with them in blackouts. I was probably very suave, yes? And someone who knew me intimately didn't know at the moment that one Paul dropped and another Paul rose up. And when the other Paul rose up in that blackout, that run, maybe it was 12 hours, that Paul thought it was the historical Paul. There was not a missing of one beat of being Paul. No one would have recognized when the one Paul got dismissed and the other Paul rose up. It was totally, it was like the greatest magician trick. Yes? Nobody. But when the other Paul over supersedes again, it can't brook the idea of another Paul, because if there's two Pauls, there ain't no Paul. So it blacks out. It says, oh, I don't know what happened to me those 14 hours. But you were buying plane tickets. You were probably doing contracts. You were driving. I mean, you were eating, everything like that. No one, it wasn't like, oh, that's not Paul. No one was pointing that out to you. You were just Pauling. Yes, the mind was just Pauling. And any Paul that would arise would have a historical feeling that it was the Paul. It's all made up. <laughs> yeah. 
fierce. How could it not be? I swear, I had many blackouts for long periods of time, and I was quite successful in them. Yeah. I'd be talking to a babe, and then suddenly something would go out. I, I remember a lot of times, one night on New Year's Eve, I punched my arm through a window, and I had this thing was gushing, so I had it taped, and I had to keep my arm like this, and I was at a party in Long Island, and then I left, Yeah. And then about 18 hours later, I woke up at a friend's house. My arm was bandaged completely. Now, somebody represented me for 18 hours. Yes? Some, you know, the mind set up a representative. And I'm sure it called itself Paul. And Paul came from this place and did this and did that because the identification was the same with the same body, yes? Which is the whole... The whole foundation of selfing is body identification. Definitely. Most definitely. If it woke up as a Paul in another body, it would have to re-coagulate very quickly because it would be a huge wrench in its works. But because it's a similar body, it's easy. It just goes into identification. Yes? Now, if there can be two of you, there can't be any of you. That's the good freaking news. Yeah? It doesn't mean you're not going to have a life it really means that you never had a life. That's the good news. Yeah? And just as it was going along the whole time, it will probably continue to go along, but I found that you'll, you will travel a lot lighter in it now. <laughs> you will take yourself a lot less seriously. And there won't be any effort involved. It just happens. Because when the mind realizes it's not what it's obsessed with, it's not what it's obsessed with, the obsession dims. Because the real glue is that it believes that it's a body. Yeah? It has an, all your interest and attention is swarming around this idea only because it believes it's you. Only reason. If it entertained it wasn't that, your interest and attention, that's just constantly represent. Oh, man, you know? Haven't you ever noticed when something happened during the day and then you go home and you can't go to sleep and your head's just representing the day for you? What's lighting that stage up is your interest and attention. It wouldn't be a Broadway play unless you were interested in it. Its production value isn't that good. What's really giving it its value is what's entertaining it. If your mind is entertaining as, oh, this is about me, it lights it up. Man, it's juicy. It's like an Academy Award nomination. If you see that it's not about you, you'll see it as the same old, same old show. Yeah? And your mind loses it. the attention and interest gets freed from it. And I don't know where it will go for you, but I, to me it sort of became free range. Yes? It's open to possibilities that it was never open to. It's entertaining what it never entertained before. Because if you're identified as self, all your entertaining ability is being entertained as a self. It's totally limiting what you can entertain. Because every time, whatever you entertain, your body's included. <laughs> and if your body's included, time and space is included. <laughs> so here you are sitting, entertaining, oh, well, my shoelace is too short for hours. Instead of entertaining peace and serenity, you're entertaining, oh, I should, maybe I should change the color. <laughs> you know, you can obsess over the tiniest little thing hour after hour. Maybe your whole life, some people. 
they have some people have a resentment that probably never even happened, and they have like an altar that they're worshiping at every day. All their excuses for their life being the way they think it is is based on if that wouldn't have happened, everything would have been different. This is mine. We're devoted to conditional mind. We're like perfect devotees. Yeah? We worship at it every day. All the chanting is the head, all day, chanting, 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 puts you in, putting us in a trance. I am the doer. I am the haver. <laughs> I don't... And isn't it funny, you usually want what you don't have? Have you noticed that? <laughs> Very rarely do you really want what you have. You usually want what you don't have, yeah? Why is that? Why do you think that's true? Because if you wanted what you had, no, men, no exquisite suffering could be produced. Yes? But if you want what you don't have, exquisite suffering can be produced. Yeah? Anytime you make something really important that you don't have, it's just an incredible... It's like, you know, in those fables or things, once upon a time, that's every chapter would have the same leading. I don't have what I want. <laughs> and then on and on, it will just reams and reams of yapping will go off. <laughs> If you see it, there's freedom from it. If you see from it, you're in hell. Yeah. I don't even care if you think you're in heaven here, that's hell. Because if you, just like in recovery, if you drop an alcoholic into heaven, it would be hell in a day. They'd always see something wrong with <laughs> So there's a freedom. Yes, because you have the ability to see. There's consciousness. Yes, there's awareness. There's something prior to the mental preoccupation. There's something prior to the, the production of the mental process of selfing. There's consciousness. What would happen if your interest and attention would be broken or unwed to that idea of being you, all about you, and then maybe it would take what, what is conscious as your true nature? And just like how it seems very difficult to break out of the obsession with self, it would be, to me, it's, it's the same energy. When this, the mind is identified as a body and self, then you would call its interest and attention, it would create the form of obsession, yes? When there's a recognition I'm not that, the same interest and attention will produce what we call abidance in truth. It's the same energy, same exact energy. One... The interest and attention is identified as a body, creates obsession, yes, with this. Same energy, disengaged from that, yes, is called abidance in truth. It's unbelievable. Same, same juice, yes? So your interest and attention breaks off from the selfie, which makes everything in the foreground, and then the space in the background. When that gets broken out and you take yourself not to be the original thing that's giving meaning to every other thing, then the thingness moves to the background. Doesn't go away, you're still here doing everything, but the space moves to the foreground. And so now you have like a new attitude and a new outlook in life. Yes? To me, it's, I could just call it traveling lighter. That's what happens. And in that traveling lighter, it's in the traveling lighter. In the verb of traveling lighter is the intimation of what's so. Yeah? 
In a way, the verb is always so, so in a way you could call it a noun. So it's stillness and movement. So you can know the sense or get the sense of stillness by the movement because it's just its expression. So the expression's available at all times here. There's constantly conscious contact happening. And in that activity, you can intimate the stillness of that movement, yeah? So there can be a peace while everything's running around, going wherever it's going. There is a peace. It's not even can be. There is a peace. But if your interest and attention turns to it, then it'll become active in your life, in this life, or whatever you want to call it. I hate to see you always have to use the language, in your life. Once again, life being claimed by you, life being claimed by me. Yes, entertaining. I entertained it. No, you never did entertain it. That's the entertaining of it, yeah? The entertaining of it is completely all the time. You entertaining would be, I did it and didn't entertain. But entertaining is all mind's doing. Look at, look at what it's doing right now. It's entertaining separation, isn't it? Yeah? The mind's nature here, it's entertaining. So it's constantly entertaining. If the interest and attention turns away from things, then that entertaining is of no thing. Yeah? And you're just an expression of whatever your interest and attention is on, to tell you the truth. How could someone be an incredible down-and-out addict and then be a quote-unquote very nice person? Because it was neither. It was just forms of expression here. Yeah? If I was an addict, how could I ever be not an addict? Yeah? The only reason why I cannot be an addict is I never was an addict. Yeah? It's just... system is on that. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's a difficult one because if I say one thing, that would mean I'm something. Yeah? I would just say it sounds tricky, but the system is constantly thinking it's a Paul. But the emphasis is on that, uh, not that. Yeah? So while Paul is doing its production, which I believe what I am is attention and interest, my attention and interest is on something other than Paul. Yeah? Though, it, though it's aware of Paul. Yeah? So my thinking is never going to be not thinking about Paul or from Paul. <laughs> so, but I'm not my thinking yet. That's the good news. It doesn't present me or represent me. Yeah? Yeah. It's just seeing. And I don't know where... It wasn't like there was a Paul and then there isn't a Paul. What occurs is the mind recognizes what's always so, and so whatever seemed to be so obviously wasn't. Yes? Yeah. Yeah.
Yeah, yeah, yeah. But it's it's like there's a sense of obvious identification with everythingness or whatever. Yeah. With this walk I then. And then there'll be kind of a disinterest. There'll be a, a greater interest in Walker again. Yeah. And then there'll be something like I almost get run over by a car or something challenges identity. And then it remembers really clearly, oh, I'm not even shit anyway. Yeah. go with the latter. Yeah. Yes. That would just be an aspect of Walker having a strategy about right. it, right? Yeah. There's no, I don't like when people say they try to set up a time when they woke up and they, they make it an event. Nobody wakes up. Yeah? No mind that's manifesting what you call Walker. It's like, yeah. you ever see light? Light? If one person's looking at it, it appears as a wave, and then if someone else is looking at it and they want to see it as a particle, it's a particle. So what happens here, mind is manifesting, yeah? And your manifestation, as you ex- you're describing, goes into a wave, particle, wave, particle. But neither, the wave is not more free than the particle, and the particle isn't more free than the wave. That's just how it appears to be in manifestation, yeah? But in the bottom line is, there is, all there is is freedom. Yes? Exactly. It's always so. It's the context. You yeah, the context. And here, in time, the context, emphasis can be put on content, context, content, context, content. But when it's all done and said and done, you will never know it ever happened anyway. <laughs> the only time... Walker has any importance or relevance in what you think is now in the manifestation. When it's, <laughs> you know, Walker never missed any opportunity. You never missed the bus. Yeah. Have you ever had those moments? Didn't have a strong feeling that there's no time? Yeah. So there is no time. So you're not in, you're not Walker and not Walker. That's just the manifestation. There is no time. Yeah, so that quality of no timeness is what we are. Yeah? In time, it can appear not to be that. That's what your experience is, right. yes? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It seems like, oh, this thing just happened right yeah, in yeah. moment. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. That's the translation here. Yeah. Yeah. That's sort of fun. It's the only place you're ever going to have it, is here. <laughs> really. The only place you can get the joy of realizing you're not a body is when you thought you were a body. <laughs> you can't have that joy of realizing you're not a body unless you believe you are, right? So, yeah, this is a cool place. Everyone seems to be in a rush to get out of here. <laughs> I mean, I like the way the Course in Miracles says it, in a way. He says, you know, we're all awake. That's it's a done deal. Mind is never... This is just... It, there's no reality to this place, in a sense. I'm paraphrasing. But it says, what's going to happen with us here is that we're the dreamer of this dream. Yeah? Well, let's say we're the dreaming of the dream. We're not the dreamer of it. That would be the noun again. We're the dreaming of the dream. So the concept here is a dream, but all a dream is is dreaming. Yeah? So we're the dreaming of the dream. And what's going to happen is, 
As we dream ourselves out of here, the dream's going to get better or happier. Yeah? So hasn't that occurred for you? Yeah, there you go. So enjoy your own dream, bro. <laughs> Other people have a different dream. Yeah. But even mind, I tell you, if it's not too intense, if you're not really flipping out, there's always the constant seeing of everything. That's actually your real nature manifesting. It's just undivided, unstopping seeing. Yeah? So, seeing Walker when he supposedly is free from Walker, and seeing Walker when he thinks he's Walker. But the seeing hasn't changed in either of those areas. Yeah? Let's not get greedy there, Walker. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I'd really like to have that awareness and still be there to have the awareness. <laughs> That's what most people are hanging on to in their dream. In the dream, yes? They want to be here to get it. They want to get it as Amy. And yet, <laughs> that usually precludes the getting it. Yeah? But, you know, that's part of the joy here, too. Then you go get to go to meetings and meet people and hang out. I mean, there's, a, there's manifestations happening. I mean, you have something to do with it. Yeah? I mean, it's not like, ooh, no. Mine's dreaming, so. There's a lot of nice things happening. Yeah? You come to a satsang and you feel an energy that you don't sometimes feel, let's say, at McDonald's or with when other people get together, you know, and watching a ball game, you know, hey, it's a nice energy, a nice sense of presence. I mean, how would you ever had that experience if there wasn't a you in this place? You wouldn't, yeah. I don't, I'm not a real believer. And to me, I always wanted to transcend this place. And that was one that, that's what made this place real. If you want to get out of here, it's going to, the place is going to be real to you. <laughs> that's the trick. And now, you know, I don't care, you know. That's the, I'm, I have no need to be liberated. I'm totally okay. <laughs> you know what I mean? It doesn't mean anything. I think liberation is fucking baloney. I really do. And I believe some people that I've met who say they're awake, who's awake? Shit. It's, it's, there's no, once you try to make awakening, which is a verb, a noun, I'm awake, it sort of loses something, you know, to me. Yeah, she's giving satsang right there. She understands it probably totally. Oh, it's just sound, yeah. Just sound. And then if that presence is available, you, have, you sense the presence, the silence that allows the sound. Yeah. It's like a, it's not conflicting. It's, it's a mutual emptiness, you know, like they say in Zen, you know, form is emptiness, emptiness is form. Yeah. One's still and one's manifesting. Yeah? The energy's manifesting. That's form. And the emptiness is non-manifestation. They're both the they're same, same. Yeah? So when form is being seen, the seeing of it is empty. And so is the form. Yeah? There's no one seeing. 
and there's no one being seen. So all form is empty, and emptiness is form. Yeah. Remember, it wasn't you that's selfing. See, that's selfing, the feeling that it was you selfing. That's really the selfing. Yes? No, I want you to just set, then you can go on. But see, when you say, I've been really selfing the three weeks, that's selfing. Not what you call selfing. The real selfing is, when selfing is happening, it feels like someone that's selfing. That's selfing. Selfing is just a mental activity. But the selfing I'm talking about is claiming the mental activity as the one that's doing it or it's being done to. That, to me, is selfing. That's what I'm attempting to share here. It's not just the mental verbing. The mental process is verbing selfing. And that's what it does. Yeah? But if the mind has been, let's say, gone under its trance, there's a real strong feeling it's you selfing. And that's the selfing I'm attempting to point at. That's it. That's it. Not the other. The other is just selfing. Just mind. Yeah. Well, I was claiming it. And yeah. Yeah, so, yeah, just go ahead. Thank you, thank you. Yeah, yeah. And it was happening to me, it was doing, it was being done to me, and it was a lot of, you're doing this to me. And, I mean, I'm glad I finally got myself here, and I think it's so important to come and hear the message over and over and over and over, or the invitation, whatever. But I couldn't get here sooner, and I couldn't, had its life. It had its life. But everything comes to go. Mm-hmm. Its only relevance is in time. Yes? It has no relevance in timelessness because it comes and goes. But here, it has relevance. So the relevance now is there's a certain relief, isn't it? That it stopped. Well, it's stopping. Okay. Isn't that a sense of joy for you? There's a little feeling of relief, isn't it? That's what happens here. You get to feel contracted and then relieved. That's that's what happens. What mind's doing all the day. It's just like the universe is breathing, your lungs are breathing, the mind is breathing. It's agitated and it's agitated stuff, agitated stuff, agitated stuff, and with a narrative over it. Yeah? That's what happens here in manifestation. No one's happy all the fucking time. I've seen, you know, I've heard people who are drivers for all these big heavy weights and they're fucking crazy just like everyone else. This isn't the coffee I ordered or whatever. Throwing, throwing tizzy fits constantly. You know, there's no perfect person. Everyone's dirty here. That's the nature of this place. The point is that all this doesn't believe I, doesn't, it only infers that it's me doing this and me doing that. Yes? That's the self thing. The movement, hey, what has, a, has an opinion about the movement is also selfing. But if it's you that has the opinion, that's the selfing I'm talking about. Yes? It's not like you get, and there's no selfing going on. Selfing goes on in the thinking system. The whole system of thought is based on you as a self. So when thinking's happening, there's going to be selfing. That's what it does. 
but it doesn't need to mean that there's you. That's the product of the selfing. Yeah? The product of the selfing is there's this real feeling. It's not a thought. It's a thought wrapped with feeling that it's you that selfing, or it's you that was bad, or it's you, yes? And you being bad doesn't let you free from badness because you have tons of meaning what it means for you to be bad, yeah? So anytime something arises and has activity here and then there's the claiming of it by the selfing, it injects it with tons of meaning. So something that happened that was bad in your life, if you told the story that it was you that did it, it may be used for 40, 50 years in time just to get, just to beat you up with all day, every day, or just be underneath the surface. Yes? It's claiming. It's just unbelievable. You see it. You see it. But if you see it, that you cannot, cannot possibly be it. Yes? Or be what it's implying. That's the freedom. Not from selfing, but from self. Selfing, the true, the true product of all the selfing is the implied sense of being a self. That's what it is, yeah? If you're not that, that's the beginning of having immunity to the selfing. Because it's not producing what it's wanting to produce, which is the feeling of being a self, yes? And then what happens is the selfing loses juice because it's not producing what it wants to produce, Yes? Once it produces the self, it just riffs, as you know. Because now, it's in place, and then it's just selfing the rest of your life about thousands of things. With this idea of being a self, injecting tons of meaning into everything you come in contact with. Everything. Everything becomes the same old, same old. You re-feel, you rethink. that's all you do. You're in the, like an automated system of thought and interpretation. I mean, most people are totally unconscious of being conscious. And it's it's the selfing. It's that one one feeling. When the selfing produces the vague feeling of being a noun, and the mind identifies, it's like that nothingness bites that bait, and it's it's a historical fish. And then it gives tons of meanings from that point of view. I'm a fish, I'm a fish, I'm a bad person, I'm never going to be loved, whatever it may be, and then it just saturates interpretation based on those meanings. Yeah. And then you get it back, and all your life can be, the only way you can represent your life is based on this very small system. Hundreds of how it pertains to you, you know, over and over and over again. It's just incredible. It's like this incredible light gets put into one focus point, you, as a body. <laughs> of the selfing because that baby does not have that I, I guarantee it does not have the feeling that it's a body something happens along the way yeah something something starts up being set up and it's sort of like cement starts to harden and then there's all these historical fingerprints you know and your name's on there 1953 and then then you, oh yes and that becomes your foundation and Life is told from that point. Yes, it's all made up. Is it a natural process, though, that you go through that to come out of it? I mean, you don't stay two years old. 
Well, you, you know, you've never been a one or two-year-old. That's the body. Yes. You're not that. But that whole idea of still pain and everything, isn't that like a natural system? You go through it for a reason or something to come out of it? It wouldn't know if you I have no idea. No matter how you want to say it's natural to me, this place is not natural completely. So it seems natural here, but that doesn't mean it's natural. You know what I mean? Yeah. I always want to put a little thing about this. I don't believe this is real. This is a, for me, it's a dream. Yes? Or a dreaming. I can't say it's a dream. It's dreaming. I don't know, because I've had it stopped in my life. I've died, yeah? When the dreaming stopped, as Paul, and then, there was no remnant of it at all. Once it shut down, it was like it never existed. And then it booted back up, and then it was it was alive again. It was activated again, and it was shit, like nothing, going crazy. But it, when there was like the intermission, there was no there was no feeling about there was no memory of there was nothing. It was like it never happened. And that's the real feeling I get of this place. It's happening, but it never happened. Yes, you know what I mean. The feeling of it happening is valid. It's manifesting. But the story of it happening, that it happened, I don't, that's not true to me. Yeah, it's just a feeling. There's an there's awareness, so let's say that doesn't become more or less. But then there's consciousness, or being conscious or unconscious, as this that can go into degrees. Yeah, but the awareness isn't something that degrees one way or the other. But when you become conscious of the awareness, yes, not conscious of the awareness as you, but conscious of the awareness, then your consciousness takes more of a flavor of the awareness. Yes. But consciousness that's produced by this body, or it's in this body, has it's 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 co- it's conditioned and it's affected by things. Obviously, when you get sick, you get more obsessed with you, and then you seem to be unconscious. And you're the thing that was allowing you to travel lighter. Now you're traveling heavy. Yes. But the point is, the awareness or the basic field of space is never changed. When the mind concludes that or entertains that. It has the immunity to all the comings and goings and all the different shades and all the different... See, because while 
you're cleaning the mirror of consciousness, if you try to clear the mirror, let's say the mirror of mind, yes, that activity is being reflected, which is it's you trying to clean the mirror. So mind now is reinforcing selfing, yes? When you just see this you see its nature in action by just seeing and hearing and feeling and tasting. And this would be all then all you would be see is I'm trying to hear better. I'm trying to see better. Yeah, so I so I like the idea of losing interest. So why don't you help other people too? You know, you're involved in recovery. Go help people. Get a commitment. Get out of yourself. Do a lot more than thinking about things. Really, you need service is a great uh, gift here because that idea of being in self is easily remedied. You can get out of self. You can have an experience of getting out of self quite a lot. And in those experiences, there are free samples of what it's like. Yeah? But if you're totally engaged in trying to be out of self, that's really another form of being in self. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So when that happens, it's best, I think, to help someone that you don't know personally, you know, a stranger, not a family member or anything. Try to do some service. And you'll see, it'll just work wonders. Because it'll take your interest, because that's, your interest in polishing the mirror is blocking its ability to reflect, because you, you're taking yourself to be the polisher. So while it's reflecting you, you don't get that sense, because you think it's you that's polishing the mirror. <laughs> yeah, 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 you know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. this is about... It's just little tricks. It'll wet mind if you've had this three samples of it. Uh-oh. Yeah, you know, you don't have to do anything. You don't have to embrace anything either. Yeah. Yeah, and so are you. You don't have to welcome you either. Yeah, yeah. You don't have to know you. You don't. Really, probably the least, less knowing the better. <laughs> really, because then you'll be thrust into finding out. Yeah? Finding out is a nice way to travel instead of knowing. Knowing is like driven by mind. Mind wants to know. It's a form of security to it. Yeah? It doesn't even care what it knows, or even if it's right. It just wants to know something. But if, if, but finding out is more, uh, and more of an open lens. Yes, you're open to more possibilities because you don't know, and it, and there's an alertness that's very uh, vibrant because when you don't know something, like if you were walking in an area you've never been in, you'd be a lot more quote unquote conscious usually. Yes, you'd be alert. You'd be your awareness would be acute in a sense. That's that way you can travel like that. Yeah, just like you're. Not alert, like fearful, but alert. You know, you're, I don't know. I don't know what's happening. You know, I like that. I love, you know, shit. No, it's memories. When we pass away, I'm sure, as this body, there will they'll be no you to ever remember any of this. <laughs> you're not going to remember that you ever lived. <laughs> it's not, because in that, you never did. It's just, it's a mental, 
production. When the mind shuts down, it's bye-bye. Yeah? <laughs> I could be wrong, but that's my strong feeling of it, being there a few times, dead and stuff. That's the sense I came back with. I didn't mean, put words to it, but nothing ever happened to you. <laughs> you know, and definitely nothing ever happened to me. Ever. Yes, constantly. <laughs> so seeing's going on with that baby, there's no sense of her seeing you. Yeah? I'm, I'm, maybe she does, I don't believe so. She's eight months, so. Yeah. It doesn't need your acquiescence, yeah, to be seen. That to me is playing God. That's what mine does. It plays God with the idea of God. So I won't know God unless I want to know God. <laughs> I mean, so here, really, if you look at it like this, there's God becomes an object to you, or let's say enlightenment or whatever, becomes a conceptual idea, which is an object, a mental object. And now you're the subject to that. Now, let's say you call the object God. But you're the subject that's going to know God. What's the real God playing going on? Is that the real God, or is this the God that made gave this object the meaning of being God? I would say this is playing God. Yeah. The whole point of recovery is to quit playing God. Check it out. See what's playing God up there. Yeah. So the sense of being you thinking you're going to do this and you're going to do that to know God, is God playing? Yes? When how can you do something? You already seem to have done something. You've made, una- you've made everywhere unavailable. I think that's a pretty amazing thing to entertain, that everywhereness is unavailable to you. <laughs> and that you've got to go to a special somewhere to hear about it, and then you've got to travel a special somewhere to find it. Now that to me is amazing, yeah? I mean, where would you start to get to everywhere? <laughs> I mean, just like you said, Francis Lucille said, oh, you don't have to welcome, everything's already been welcomed. Obviously, it's here. <laughs> Who let this feeling in? <laughs> Who let this hearing in? Who let this thing in? Someone else is dealing the cards, yeah? You're just like... <laughs> so, yes, I'm in a special somewhere called Hall, and I'm going to know God, which is everywhere. And I'm going to get an experience of God and bring it into my special somewhere. And that God I know is going to give me an advantage. I'm going to feel better all the time now. Because I, as Paul, know God. So I'm going to take everywhere and I'm going to make it a product in somewhere. Yes? But you don't understand when you make no thing into something... You lose nothingness, yeah? And if you want to know nothing as a thing, you've made it something. It's a concept. Yes, it's simple as that. You can't get away from it. That's how mind works. So if you're taking yourself to be this, then when you think or feel nothingness, it's a concept you're thinking about. And it's a feat. It's made up. It's being conjured in the system of self-centeredness. So here's the system of self-centeredness. And everything that appears in it is a something. A thought, an idea, a feeling, but they're all things. They're all concepts, yes? Yeah, 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 yeah. And so you, you, you as a special something, want to get a special something called no thing, 
with the hope that it will give you an advantage as a something. Yeah, isn't it the truth? Yeah. And then people come here a lot of time because they're not going to go on a 30-day retreat. You're not going to give up your whole life and go to Tibet or something, are you? Probably not. So here, maybe you come to these type of meetings so that you can get permission from some pseudo-authority that there's nothing you need to do because you don't want to do it anyway. <laughs> Basically. And yet you keep coming back because you really believe that you have to do something. That's really it. A lot of times. You're just so convinced you have to do something. You have to keep coming back to here. And then finally one day, your mind will give you permission. Not you, but a permission will come over it and you will entertain it. And when that happens, you never missed anything. You never were longing for it. It was all made up. Yes? When it seems to arrive, it's always been so. That's the flavor of it. Yeah? So all we're doing, and a lot of us, are just trying to convince, <laughs> get permission or get convinced or something, you know. Yeah. What happened to my friend Deb? She left. She just disappeared. Oh, she's all right. Well, I'm going to stop, actually, now, eh? I think I've had it for today. Any questions? No. Oh, we already had questions. Jeez. Oh, hey, uh, we'll pass the basket. Does anyone have a hat we can use?